Welcome to IDIQ Labs, the podcast where we deep dive under a microscope and explore the ever-changing landscape of personal and financial wellness. Brought to you by IDIQ, an industry leader in identity theft protection and credit monitoring products. We got another exciting episode today, so let's get started. So today we're talking about really hustling and making more money. Interestingly enough, 34% of Americans have some sort of side hustle. And if they dedicate somewhere around 12 hours a week to it, then they are, is it 12 hours a week or Ronnie, 12 hours a week or 12 hours a month? Uh, 12 hours a week sounds like a lot. It does. I think it's 12 hours a month. They can make like $1,100. Yeah. Per month? Yeah, per month. That's great revenue. That's great money coming in. Yeah. 12 hours per week. Okay. So it is 12 hours a week. 12, hour, 12 hours a week gets yeah. you $1,100 of revenue? Right, about $1,122 $1, a month. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't seem like that much for 12 hours. But it is. How much is it to make a difference in somebody's life? <laughs> it's like 25 bucks an hour, though. Isn't it 500 bucks a month makes a difference? It's $500 a month. Yeah, yeah. $500 a month can make a, yep. can make a difference, yes. Because if you think about like a, a big bill that you've got to pay, hopefully your car loan is less than $500 a month. But I know a lot of people these days with their loan is more than that. But yeah, 500 bucks a month is what it takes to make a difference in your life financially. $500 car note would be great with interest rates today being so high on car notes. There, there's no way where anybody's getting a $500 car note if they don't have great credit, right? That's right. It's, it's a thing. Or if they buy a very old used car. I think being frugal cash. Helps. like um, With cash is that what you're saying? Or well, no, just a a, 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 a cheap enough car <laughs> to where the payment, even in spite of the interest rates, is still 500 bucks or less. So, uh, what is the what is that car? It's a Buick Riata. Buick Riata. Oh, say say for example, you're in the market for a Buick <laughs> Riata, <laughs> and you just want to you just want to get into that that older school style. Um, you might be able to get it. Car payment. Every seven. one of these podcasts somehow leads into Rick's life being amazing. So, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> you know what? That's how yeah. our friendship is, too. <laughs> I love the Buick Riata. <laughs> oh, man. That's a great car. So when in your life, uh, you know, at what point was it your first job, second job, third job, where you were like, you know what? This isn't paying enough, and I feel like I have more hustle in me, so I want to start making more money. I'm going to try a second second job. I have always wanted to make more money, um, so I guess <laughs> my very first job. <laughs> um, so when I was thinking about what we're going to talk about today, I was thinking about the idea of like how much you make per hour, and then whether the side hustle is the same amount per hour or not. And, and as I was thinking about it, I was like, you know what, maybe that's not how much that doesn't matter so much just because what, what it really is, is you're generating this new source of income. Like you're making like your ability to make money bigger, regardless of the fact that, um, it's, it, it might not be the same amount that you make at your job. But at the same time, if you could spend you know more time at your job and make more money, then, then you have to think about the, the, the differences in per hour, but Generally, like though, when you're doing a side hustle, I know in, in uh, researching for this and also Ronnie sending it to me uh, as part of the research for this, <laughs> 50% of the people that, that have a side hustle are doing it because they want to do it. 
and mm. not because they need the extra money, but it's something they enjoy, which I think when you think about side hustles, a lot of times you're going to pick something that is fun for you. And maybe your normal job isn't necessarily fun, but you're going to pick something in the side hustle world that, that you enjoy doing. You just find value in it. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think when I first started my first job at 18, I got a second job as a side hustle right away. And it wasn't something I necessarily enjoyed, but it did offer um, freedom to learn how to do other independent skills that kind of led me down the road of capturing new side hustles. So I helped uh, start a little company called Restaurants on the Run. They were delivering meals to pharmaceutical reps <clears throat> to go pitch to doctors all the time. So I was helping schedule and getting meals done for pharmaceutical reps. And it kind of helped me. Random. Yeah, that very is, random. Very random. Cool, <clears throat> cool idea. Yeah, it was a great yeah. idea. So then it was before Uber Eats or anything else yeah. ever came out. So then we did some stuff like that. And then we had a local branch here and I kind of helped get that off the ground and then did some deliveries and realized like, hey, there are markets that people have never thought of, such, such as Restaurants on a Run was brand new at the time, that if you have an entrepreneurial sp spirit and you want to get some more money, if you could think outside the box, there's lots of areas you could um, dive into and actually create that little bit of extra revenue and income for your household. Um, and that was, a, that was a little game changer for me. It kind of sparked my young mind into, hey, what can I do next? Where can I go next? Where is this going to take me? And then since then, I think almost every job I've had a, a secondary type of income that I always try to feed off of. If it's giving referral sources to people, or um, which I do a lot of now, or starting independent little things, or vacation homes, or whatever it can be, there's always something out there that could kind of create that additional revenue for you is that, that, that side hustle, essentially. What, so what's your profession now? Uh, I own and operate a mortgage company, um, and we're a nationwide lender right now. So, and we have a real estate brand and a escrow company partnered with all that. So multiple facets under one roof, essentially. Yeah. So it, it, there, I'm sure there's a lot of ways for people in your industry to make like extra cash. Tons right now. Yeah. yeah. What are, what do you think are maybe the top three? Top three in our industry right now, if you're an independent mortgage broker or real estate agent, a lot of them are diving into solar. So because they're already selling houses, they're already talking to the consumer that owns a house, um, it's an easy piggyback to try to sell solar to them. So they're becoming solar reps and selling solar. Um, a lot of them piggyback on insurance agents. So they're getting their insurance licenses, selling home insurance, life insurance, car insurance, um, and or getting licensed in these areas so they could send referrals over legally and not actually do the work, but send it over and get the referral oh, off right. it so they could you know get 20, 25% of the deal or get some kind of revenue or income off those things. Um, Anything that is a direct um, lateral move in our industry seems to work really well. We, we have some guys that do, um, they're flipping homes right now and or becoming the contractors at the same time. So some of my top agents in the office, they um, were top agents first. And now as the market's turning, they're picking up um, properties to flip. So I know four guys that just went and got their contractor's licenses. So now they're, they're going to venture out there and they're only doing it so they can stay legal and compliant. And now as they're selling the homes, now they have a revenue of like, hey, I own a contracting company. Let me remodel this for you. And all they got to do is sub that stuff out. So we're seeing a lot of those verticals in our area. Um, I've talked to Rick and you guys about um, identity theft stuff and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Anything where that can help the consumer save money on the back end of the transaction and or um, offers real value is a, is a great place to start in our, in our line of work to get that side hustle going. We see a lot of it. A lot of great verticals. So the there. referral stuff, like, yeah, the, the, I think... That's a huge one that um, some there's this whole world of referral things that a lot yes. of people don't a lot of people don't really know um, other than so talk about some other things that you can refer. And then as far as you go in your industry, 
are there like legal issues that you worry about or, or anything like that with, when you refer people to something else? For the mortgage side, there there are some legal bounds, like we can't get referrals on real estate and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. as a whole, no, there's no there's no really great tape. As long as I'm not receiving mortgage business from a referral on the mortgage side, we're good. For real estate agents, it's kind of like the wild, wild west. So they can kind of dip their toes into any kind of referral source they want because they're not bound by the same rules and regulations as a mortgage company would be. So it kind of varies on where you're going. Um, but the, <clears throat> the biggest takeaway is, um, wherever and especially if you do if you have a sales forward job wherever you have the opportunity to meet a consumer and you could find another need for that consumer you should probably think about creating a side hustle or referral source for mm -hmm. that to pass off to someone else because that's just direct correlation it makes it super easy to pass that business back and forth um, and you could do it a lot less than 12 hours mm -hmm. a week for sure because you're already talking to that consumer heads up yep what about if you're not in um like you're in a you're in one of the most common financial services industries there is, which yep. is so there's going to be a lot of opportunities for you. What about for like some of the people that you work with in the affiliate space that no, they're not a mortgage professional or or an insurance person. How do they get into this like referral thing, this referral idea? Well, so I mean, the affiliate space is already made up for that. It's like specifically made for for referring either you're referring a customer or you're referring a client, but it's easy in the affiliate space just to just stack revenue on top of revenue because you can, you're meeting all kinds of different marketers in the affiliate space. So you can refer them if you're not actually advertising for a specific product, but you know, somebody else is like in the, in the Nutra space or health and fitness space, but you're, you're advertising or you take on advertising for credit scores and reports, you can do referrals to really anybody that you want and just kind of stack revenue on top. Yeah, of Yeah. But that. how do you, how do you do, how do you set that up? Though? Like, like say for me, if I was going to do it, I would ask you, but what about for, if I was going to think, okay, I want to get into this affiliate thing. Cause I get, I get advertisements for that stuff all the time. Yeah. You know, but right. it, so the, just the average consumer, they're like, I want to do a side hustle. And I'm going to try affiliate. If yeah. somebody wants to try affiliate, then they have, they need to, they can sign up for affiliate programs for really any kind of product. They can find them all over the place. You can go to even credit card companies and, and they have an, uh, become an affiliate link at the bottom of the page, or you can go to ClickBank or, or any of the big affiliate networks, uh, yep. CJ, and you sign up there. If you sign up, then you have access to all kinds of products and you can look and see what the payouts are going to be. Um, you can see if the, the cost per acquisition, that's what you're going to get paid. Uh, is what you want it to be, and you can you can advertise those products. I th think the hardest piece of that is figuring out how are you going to advertise those products. You have to develop content, or you have to you have to uh, partner with somebody that develops content, yep. so that you have a, a place to advertise whatever that product is, or put your links, share your links. Um, otherwise you just have to email and bombard your friends and family and tell them yeah, to keep buying exactly. stuff. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think though in this stuff, it's that keep, keep a simple, stupid effect, right? Something I teach a lot of my sales associates in, um, in the real estate mortgage world is you always start with your sphere of influence, your friends and family, right? Yeah. Because everybody's connected by some degree. So if you could get the buy-in there by advertising and explaining your new affiliate program or what you're trying to sell, it can trickle on through past your, past your friend could tell another friend, which could tell another friend. And as you get to that referral source, um, 
for anybody that's looking at it in any kind of affiliate business is pick what they think their sphere of influence is going to want, need, and like, and then try to go after it that way. And then marketing is key. Like you said, you got to have some kind of marketing where you could use social media to leverage these days or yep. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you're on to leverage and get your word out there and uh, try to get uh, some more word of mouth that people know what you're doing. But staying top of mind in today's market is key, right? We get inundated with so much stuff. Like you said, you get affiliate <laughs> programs thrown at you left and right. All oh, day. Yeah. So the key differentiator is just trying to learn how to stay top of mind as much as you can. And yep. um, it should hopefully, hopefully I know I get work. like 200, I, I don't know how many hundreds of like marketing emails I get oh, a day. so many. Because I mean, some of them I want because I want to see like what other, like maybe what my competitors are doing or anything like that. But it's unbelievable. Yeah. And the, yeah. you know, the, I think the get rich quick um, idea is still very very much alive <laughs> it is and it just keeps changing shape and so you get like instagram my instagram feed i looked at like a couple instagram uh posts from somebody saying hey do this and make so much money and now you get inundated with them oh like and, airbnb arbitrage uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of or, course you get that or you get <laughs> that's funny i get a lot of that too yeah. or, or you get transcribed and make you know fifty thousand dollars a month <laughs> or, you know, uh, there's all kinds of stuff like that, but there are other, other guys. I, I follow another, um, another, uh, Instagram account that tries to debunk the get rich quick type idea yeah. with those. And so he, he actually does reviews on all of the posts that are, are that people are putting up oh, on cool. those. And then he tells you exactly like how much time that's actually going to take you. Cause the way they make it sound they're trying to in Instagram, they're trying to give you like, you know, a 20 second elevator pitch on right. why this is great and get more followers. And so he's like, this will actually take you 40 hours of work and lots of content and, yep. and goes into like detail on it. It's really good. Yeah. I think that yeah. it's typically more work than, than you would think if you want to actually be successful. Um, but it, like you said, if, it, if you're doing something that you're passionate about, I mean, I was thinking when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about the like multi-level marketing companies or direct selling companies like, like Melaleuca and Arvon and Mary Kay and all that stuff. But those people probably started because they actually like the product. Yep. You know, and so Tupperware. If, yeah. Yeah. Tupperware. They, they actually probably like the product. Like for me, like half the partners that I work with are in financial services as a side hustle and it's because they were helped with their their budget and and their credit and their taxes and their just overall financial health and so then they they learned through that process and they figured they could go do it uh for somebody else you know and uh, it's at least 50 percent of my partners and there's thousands of them so how do they get started so they um they get started there's there's a few things they got to do uh, depending on exactly what type of business that they want to be in, um, there's potential for licensing. Like, you know, to be a certified financial planner, is there, there's a lot of work to do there. But there's other things you can do. You can you can put programs together that can help a person with their budget and, and then understand your credit and put this into this whole ecosystem for your own uh, financial health and actually go get – a loan that you wouldn't have gotten anyway, or get a better rate and save a lot of money over the course of your life. And so that's what's happening. These, these folks, they're learning about this and then they want to start their own business. Um, they got to, they have to get some kind of business license so they can, and you can be, you can start a corporation or you can be sole proprietor. You know, that's, that's up to the individual, but then you got to figure out how to manage an actual business. And that, that's, that's the hard part. People, 
you know, you can't just write down your customer's name on, on a piece of paper and, and remember, or like that guy that works for you, which actually he does pretty good, but he, he, does ha- good. he has a list on a Word document of, of his customers. <laughs> Excel spreadsheet and yeah, Word document. Yeah. It's crazy to me. No He's way. Top producer. Uh, yeah. Closes hundreds of loans a year. He does a great job, but I was like, dude. I can't he, believe he lives in an archaic age. You must be. You must yeah, be sometimes old school is better. Trying to remember yeah. stuff. I, I think yeah. it's one of those mantras, right? Trying to teach yeah. an old dog new tricks. Yep. He has such a system put in place. He's not not interested in changing it. Yeah. But we give him all the tools, the CRMs, and the things needed to actually do the lead follow up and manage the system he has. But he loves the paper product. He loves sitting yeah. in front of it. He prints it out every day. He crosses it off every day. Um, I ask him how many trees he kills a year. Consistency um, and routine. That's right. Yeah. That is actually he, what drives he's a great, best results. Yep. Great salesperson. Great like, salesperson. He's fantastic on the phones. So when it comes to side hustles, though, what we find is that a lot of these folks, they don't have like the time or the energy needed to manage all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they a lot of times they're using our CRM. It's a CRM customer relationship management system so that they can manage their whole business. And um, so one of the, a couple of the cool things that, the, that it does is, you know, you can keep track of your customers, all their information, where they're at in the whatever process that you put together. And then it helps you um, actually analyze their financial health. So from cool. their credit data uh, it, down to like their debt to income ratios, it put, they, you plug in a few pieces of information and then our CRM will help you do that. And it empowers our partners to actually do a good job, even if they're brand new. So it's, it's sort of this like business in a box idea where you can, you can be brand new, only know that you want to do this. And, and then we'll, we give them the tools to do it. So that's why we have so many side hustle people. So you have, so you have just personally, you have, uh, maybe not you specifically, but you as a illustration, have, uh, have credit issues. Maybe you had some, some problems in the past. You have some credit issues. Somebody stole your identity, something like that. Now your credit shot. You went and you had somebody help you and you got inspired through this, this process. And you started telling your friends and you're like, I can help you out with this. That's exactly right. Because I just went through this process. And so you as an individual now with your credit in you know, premier condition, go and sign up for this CRM and you're able to help people? Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, because you can probably, your situation is gonna be different than somebody else's. So you need, you need a tool like this, yeah. you know, because maybe, maybe you had, maybe you did have an identity theft incident and so there's a loan on your credit report that, that is not true and so that, that was the issue with you, whereas somebody else has a collection on their account that wasn't them. And so you, you might know how to deal with your situation, but the tools in our CRM, it's um, called Disco, they, those tools in there, they teach a person. And it's kind of like a, it works a little bit like a wizard, like where you're trying to download a new product or like a TurboTax kind of a thing, yeah. where you're going through this process and you're like, yes, you select this and that, and that's not right, and this isn't right, and this should be fixed. And... Um, kind of walks the user through that process. So yeah, just with the idea that you want to, and the one, the one thing I like about this, just this industry in itself is you like can legitimately help people, you know, somebody who just doesn't happen to know the ins and outs of, of overall financial health. Like they, they don't know what to do with, they don't, they don't know how to budget or they don't, they, maybe they're paying more taxes than they should, or maybe they're, maybe they, they got denied a loan. Um, 
you can legitimately help with those folks. So, yeah. Yeah, there's training videos and other things in there that help you along with the things you don't know, right? Yes, there are yeah. training videos, but we also have like full-time trainers too. Yeah, and, and full-time trainers. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. do have full-time trainers, yeah. Um, so is it a, it's a do-it-yourself, walk-you-through, credit credit monitoring, helping you dial in your credit system? Yeah, it puts it all together. That's um, Yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, I mean, so you get a lot of, you were saying you get a lot of side hustle individuals within that industry for that reason. A lot of side hustle. And so, you know, they, they work their job and I, I can tell because we get the, because of the data that we get there, a lot of people are working at night. Yeah. You know, I can see that they're, they're working at night and on the weekends. And so, um, that's when they do their job. And yeah, actually I get a lot of calls on the weekends from those folks too. (laughs) Like I got, I got to do this now because I'm going to my normal job tomorrow. So, yeah. Is that, so would that be something helpful in your, your industry? Yeah, most definitely. Credit monitoring in our industry, especially with credit reports being so expensive these days. I'm not sure if you guys knew it, but credit reports um, 18 months ago, two years ago, were $24 a pool for the mortgage broker, right? For the mortgage individual wow. um, to pass on to the consumer that cost of 24 bucks. Now they're $62 and we do high volume. So that's kind of a break in a lot of senses. So having a, a system like this where we do our pre-qual up front saying, hey, how does your credit look? You know what, download your Experian app or download this app and monitor your credit. Give me, your, give me that Vantage credit score you have. And then we can kind of gauge off what you got. And if you are in the 500s, we could send you through something like this and start to help you rebuild your credit. And um, hopefully your system like this would have something where it pushed it right back to the end user, the, the, the mortgage broker or the, the real estate agent on the back end of it saying, hey, their credit's great. They're ready to apply for your mortgage loan or whatever it might be to get them back in the saddle of looking to purchase a home or what we're going to find out now too with consumer debt being so high, right? Hit, hit over a trillion dollars is we're going to start to find people and we're already seeing it as we're pulling credit. Um, they're drowning in their debt. So as you start to drown in your debt and you fall behind on your bills, you're going to actually start to ruin your credit going forward. And you might be able to help save that consumer from actually getting too far down the path where they start to ruin their credit so they can budget better, like he said, yeah. or those kind of things to help them in that, in that situation. So huge need for a product like so that. So what's the... Sure kind of the threshold now between subprime and, and prime? It depends on the loan program, but anything below 600 credit score is tough to get people approved for a home loan right now. So uh, as, as mortgage fraud is on the rise, like 500%, I believe right now, um, over the last two years, um, you're noticing restrictions in the mortgage in, in industry kind of stri- uh, stri- stricken. Um, so anything below 600 is really tough in most loan programs. Um, so if you're going to be in some of those or our self-employed borrowers, they're really tough, right? They don't show income and things of that nature. Yeah. So a lot of unique systems there. But 600 credit score, it, you get a little little tough to actually get approved on a home loan. It's not impossible, but it's most definitely harder. If we get you to a 620, a 630, it becomes that much easier on 20 to 30 points on your credit to get an actual home loan than it is to if you're 600 or below. So what's the difference between interest rates between a 620 score and, and say like a 700? Oh, man. Um, in in most cases, if you're not a first time home buyer, the the gap is huge. You could be at um, conforming loan limit, um, conventional loan. You could probably be in the at 700. You're going to be in the high sixes right now in today's market. In the 600s, low 600s, you're going to be in the high sevens. So you're going to be there is a big one point difference when you're talking about financing a five hundred thousand dollar home loan. Yep. That is a, a big number. <clears throat> that is a huge number, right? So, yep. um, I think what I try to educate our clients on, and I teach our loan officers. <clears throat> excuse me, is um, credit is, is actual money, 
right? You got to look at your credit score as a dollar value. Why? Because financing terms and interest rates equate to how much money you're paying out of pocket monthly for the things you're trying to um, finance. Um, so we always go through that credit course of like, hey, you are here. We could get you this rate today, but if we rate, wait 45 days and pay some of these debts off and you have the means to actually budget a little better and get your credit score, we could save you this much. But over the next 20 years or even 10 years, that's the average um, homeowners keeping their home for about 10 years right now. Um, this is how much you could save over the life of your 10 year loan right now. And just having that education. That's awesome. yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Letting them know what, what, what are you doing and what we should do? Cause not everybody is fit for home ownership, unfortunately. Right. If you can't show the ability to pay a bill, I'm not sure if you're really going to pay your mortgage. So that is something where having a tool like this actually will teach you how to budget for a mortgage, how to get that payment to fit your actual yeah. income and things of that nature. Now, if you're a first time home buyer, in the mortgage industry, they just released new guidelines to help people with bad credit. So if I had a 600 credit score or a 620 and you had a 720, um, our rate would actually be very similar only if you're a first time home buyer though, um, because they got rid of these things called loan level pricing adjustments. So they're trying to level the playing field, try to get more home ownership out to everybody, even if their credit isn't good. But then if you go to, which most people aren't- That seems risky. Yeah, <laughs> which most people aren't first time home buyers right now, believe it or not. We're getting a lot of more savvy investors knowing that interest rates are temporary. Mm -hmm. And we see these savvy investors with the 650 credit scores all the time. They're over leveraged, they're not budgeting their finances right. So we have to kind of dive in there and start analyzing their credit with them to help them get it. But if you had a tool that could easily do it for us and we could put them in a system, I almost want to say set it and forget it. And then have them come back to us. That would that would be a that's a major tool to have right in the on. industry. Yeah, yeah, that's real good. I know we took like a, a left turn there. A yeah, yeah, was on, a turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that that's was all good. Yeah, that was really that's actually yeah. really good. Um, uh, what about a savvy investor with a 650 that has two kids in college and lots of student loan debt? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you got to call me out, man? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I think the only the only problem with that whole statement was the word savvy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you look in the mirror and talk, say positive thoughts to yourself? Words of affirmation. Yeah, no, words of affirmation. I, I look in the mirror and cry. <laughs> <laughs> You're a lion. You're a tiger. <laughs> But then I don't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it. side hustles. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. I think So, I think that, you know, I, I've said this before on, on other episodes, but I strongly believe that you should run your life um, kind of like a business. Your life is your business, so you're never working for anybody. Even if you're a W-2 employee, your, your goal is to just make more revenue in in your life and so you should be you should be looking at everything in that that respect so if you have bills those are bills to your your organization as as you have your family and other things yep. and you should be looking at ways to increase your revenue and whether that's through better practices with taxes if it's better uh, management of of finances if it's um, because you can even with credit card management we've talked about this before but even with credit card management if you're if you have thirty thousand dollars in credit card debt and you're paying 22 percent interest rate it and you eliminate that you've already you just got an increase in your yeah, you've just got a raise yeah you just Consider got a raise. A raise right yep, yep. exactly 100 so and you know a lot of people especially these days with the way inflation went they um they don't have spending problems because they they're not necessarily spending a lot of money. We talk about tightening, tightening up our budget all the time, but some people are already as tight as they can get. 
Yeah. You know, and, and so what they, what you really have in this case is you have a revenue problem Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes, you know, the, the one great thing about a side hustle is, um, the freedom to work on it when you have the time. Like I, I'm a big proponent of getting a second job if you, if you need one Mm -hmm. or if you want to have one, but then, then in most cases you're beholden to somebody else's schedule. You know, side hustle is great because maybe you end up spending more time on it, but it, hopefully it is something you're passionate about, but it's your time. You know, it's, it's, that's your, that's your freedom to, to manage that. And that's one of the things I love about side hustles. And there's so many different things you can do. Like, did you, what were you, what were your side hustles? I know yours were a lot different than what we've talked about so far. Yeah. Most of my side hustles were technology related. So building websites, getting people set up with tech, some sort of technology, you know, in their house or in their business or, um, helping them helping them build an affiliate program or better marketing, things like that. Creative, uh, advertising. I've done a lot of side hustle work that way. Um, uh, I have not done any of the, um, uh, transcribing. I did not, I've, haven't tried that drop shipping uh, you know, yeah, drop shipping. Shipping. Yeah. So, you know <laughs> I, you say that. I have tried i started looking into drop shipping but i got really distracted just because i have add and so i just started working on other things but one of the things that like are some of these markets like saturated like is drop shipping saturated is affiliate saturated or airbnbs for that matter i don't think it's i mean it's it's saturated to a limit, but there's still room. Still opportunity. Oh, yeah, for sure. And all those things? 100%. I yeah. think I, I think the key word of that is in the side hustle is hustle, right? Yeah. So if you're willing to out-hustle the next guy right. doing it, you're going to be better than the next guy doing it. It just yeah. depends on how much effort and how smart you are with, with that side hustle, right? You just can't throw stuff at a wall and hope it sticks. You got to be a little more strategic about it. Have where you said to operating and managing a business, a little different mindset. So you got to kind of populate to that mindset of like, all right, my time equates to money. I'm going to dedicate five or six hours a week to this. How do I maximize my five or six hours a week to my side hustle? Yeah. And having the hustle to outdo it and think better about it is uh, the key term to that. Because there are a lot of saturated markets. I think drop shipping is probably pretty saturated. I remember when I was working at Costco um, for years, spent like 10 to 12 years there. Um, when things went on sale, I would go buy them at a massive rate and I'd go sell them on Amazon, right? So because Amazon didn't have the same sale Costco did, and not a lot of people are Costco members, so they can't get the same sale. So if you got a Vitamix blender or vitamins were really big and popular at one point when I was younger, we had buy the vitamins and go resell them somewhere else because I I was getting them for $5 cheaper here, and I already had a 40% markup on them now, and I'd go sell them for the same Costco was selling them for, right? So there's a lot of little things you have to do. It's just how hard are you willing to work at it to actually make it a legitimate side hustle. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, I think the first, my very first side hustle was uh, very similar to that. My mom would, when I was in school, my mom would make, <laughs> make uh, brownies for my birthday and I would take them to school and sell them to the kids for five, five cents oh, a piece. Yeah. You're, you're bringing right up my wow. bag. I did the same thing with my Christmas candy. Get the big yep. bag of candy canes. I didn't like candy canes, all the assorted flavors, and I'd take them and sell them for 25 cents, make 10 bucks off whatever candy canes I had, a big old bag yep. of them. But I was like, how'd you get money? I'm like six years old, 10 years old, walking home with money. I was like, sold my candy, mom. That's right. That's right. Yes. You just always be thinking that way. Yes. Yeah. Always be hustling. That's, that, That's is awesome. the, that is the biggest key. What do you guys, what side hustles are you guys in right now? Uh, Airbnbs. Airbnbs? Yes. Yeah. I mean, always looking for more 
more real estate and yep. uh, investment opportunities. Um, it's getting yeah. harder though because of uh, debt to income stuff, but that's why you need those um, debt service coverage ratio right. loans mm-hmm. where you're getting the loan based on the amount of money you're going to make on the Airbnb. Mm-hmm. But the, so to your point on being smart about it, you got to really analyze these deals these days. Yes, it's not. I think maybe five six years ago yeah. or even a little longer. Um, you could buy an Airbnb and make money. That's not the case anymore. No. You know, because home prices are too high and Airbnb rents are too low. So you got to find the right right market, right right opportunity, and you got to be really, really tight on that. I think it's it, there's a lot of risk with an Airbnb 100%. because you put so much money into it. Yep. The, yeah. the thing is knowing how to u- leverage your taxes when you're buying these properties too, right? You get you did get some little tax advantages on depreciation and things of that nature that you need to know how to leverage that. So being that savvy learning about those things or out-of-state opportunities for Airbnb. That is, yeah. that is huge. But who wants to travel to Kentucky to buy an Airbnb on a lake you never heard of? But revenue might be great, but who, who really wants to do that? Yeah, it's, it, it's tough. Yeah. It is tough. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you see the Airbnb market You've seen it change, right? I have, yeah. Because just the home prices are really high. And so if you are dealing with a potential Airbnb, what you're dealing with is, you know, you could, there's three ways to make money on Airbnb. There's the the increase in value of the home, the fact that you have this mortgage pay down. So, you know, you're getting rental money and paying down the mortgage. And then the third way is the actual cash, right. potential for cash flow. And I think it's harder that that cash flow, if you get a cash flow return, it's called cash on cash return. If you get a cash flow return, that's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other two things are are hopefully going to happen. Now in Kentucky, the, the appreciation, appreciation is probably 2%. Probably, yeah, exactly. Yeah, probably 2%. Yeah. But you might have a better chance at, at actually cash flowing in Airbnb there. So yeah. yep. it's here in California, it uh, cash flowing in Airbnb, I think, is really tough. Um, but you might get better appreciation. So. Yep. You got to look at high rental markets too, right? Places, I bring up Kentucky for a reason because it still has a high, the rents in Kentucky are still pretty high on a national average. Mm -hmm. So if you look at high rental rates um, across the board, I think rent right now is in um, across the nation is increasing six or 7% annually right now. So that's pretty high if you think about it. So you find places like Kentucky or Oregon where their rents are still $2,200 a month, but you could scoop up a home for $300,000, dollars mm-hmm. a month. Yeah. You, that is a really good return. If you could find that Airbnb now, that is that $300,000, $350,000, $400,000 price point. I wonder why the rents are so high there. Is it because there a lot of folks there aren't ready to buy a home? So the the rental market you know is more what? competitive? I would, I would have to look. I have yeah. a buddy that I know that just uh, bought a home for about 96000 put about 40000 into it. It's worth like two hundred and twelve now, and he's renting it out for... Like nineteen eighty a month. Wow! Wow! That's crazy. That's a great deal. That's a great deal. He's making For him. Yeah, he's making. He's making. What, he's probably making ten grand a year on a long term rental, which is unheard of. I mean, yeah. people yeah, on long term rentals are making a hundred, two hundred dollars a month in most regions. Yeah. And he's had the opportunity. Obviously, he bought a little dilapidated home, put a little time and effort mm-hmm. into it. But still, there are those deals across the country that could make sense if you um, are in that kind of position to do something like this. Yeah. 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 That's the thing. So many of these side hustles, especially the ones that get advertised to us. They actually take a lot of money. I love these advertisements where there's and none of your own money. Like, <laughs> I can't use my mom's money because I know that's where this is going. <laughs> or you're insinuating yeah. my time isn't money uh, now yeah, either. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you're not. You can do all this without any of your own money. I'm like, okay, sure, I, I get it. You know, 
you're going to borrow from somebody. Something <laughs> That's has to true. Yeah. Even Mary Kay's and stuff, they might give you the product for free up front for six months, but you owe that bill eventually, right? They, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, you're a customer. You're, you're a customer. You're yeah, a customer. You That's right. Yeah. Sure. You got to, they front yeah. it to you. Don't, I've heard all these, you know, a lot of people that have done these little side hustles, like, yeah, I just got six months of supplies for seven grand for free. I just got to sell it. And I was like, that's the hard part. Yeah. Actually yeah. selling it, marketing it and getting out there and, and Go get it done. Yes. Those, get those parties. But at the same time, I've seen some people be legitimately successful, even in those programs. It's, yep. it's not for me, but I, I've seen people be absolutely successful with those, with those Arbonne and Mary Kay and whatever. Well, that's because they pour, they pour the right amount of energy right. into it and yep. they focus yep. on it and that's, they become yep. successful. I've seen peak Cadillacs in this valley many yeah. times. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I've seen the peak Cadillacs. The SUV one yeah. now. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Escalades now, yes. That's so yeah. funny. I have seen them. It's true. I was actually just at GMC dropping my truck off a few months ago, and there was a pink Cadillac, pink Escalade in there. I was like, that must be a Mary Kay. And Big time my service, My uh, service advisor, he's like, that is a Mary Kay. She's one of the largest reps in the United States. Dude, wow. like, That's crazy. He's all, she gets a new Escalade all the time. I was like, that is absolutely insane. But their social presence has to be amazing, right? right. Oh, oh, so yeah. being in front of a camera and knowing how to talk and just have a, a very low-level conversation about what you're yeah. doing goes a long way in today's society. Um, because otherwise, if um, you have no ability to get your voice out there, then you have no ability to make any kind of connection and sell at all. Yeah. All right. So as we're as we're uh, concluding this, what do you guys we talked about things that are super easy for someone to start up clear up to invest like real estate investment and yep. other other opportunities that are a little bit harder for somebody. What do you guys think or, or if someone was like, I'm not doing this right now, but I want to do it. What, what's the first step that they should they should take? So. I think the, the first thing <clears throat> is you have to make a commitment to follow through because a lot of people will e even, e even go to the point of starting a corporation and then not doing anything with that corporation. Yeah. And so it, I think the biggest thing that you, a person needs to do is spend some time um, on forums and learn. Don't pay for it. Don't, try, not to pay for, to, try not to pay to learn how to do a side hustle. Try to just learn from other people who are doing it or whatever. And and then just commit to start. Yep. Just pick a day and start on that day no matter what. Come hell or high water. Yep. Because otherwise all you're ever going to do is think about it. Yep. I, I believe that. I, I teach all our guys in the offices is knowledge equals confidence. Yeah. Confidence will equal success. And once you're successful, money will follow. Mm -hmm. So the more you can learn and dive into the side hustle you want to learn, the better. But entry of barrier is huge, right? Where can I start where it's going to cost me almost no money to get something going where I could create a revenue that could almost be 100%, right? So um, your guys' is, your guys is credit repair and your, your uh, disco. Um, the CRM, yeah, the, CRM. Disco, yeah. <laughs> the disco system, like disco CRM. So credit repair companies use disco okay. CRM. Yeah. So yeah. that, that yeah. if that's an entry of barrier, what is, is free, that that's a great start, right? Because right now I think credit repair and this credit industry of consumer debt rising so fast is going to be something that we're all going to know people that are going to be going through bankruptcy, selling their homes to pay off this 25% credit card debt. Yeah. Divorce in our county alone is 65% in Riverside County. So divorce rates are really high. That ruins people's credit. So having something like that where there's a very low barrier of entry and knowing knowledge will create that confidence for you to be successful is a great, great way to start. But you got to know what you're, you got to do the research and then low barrier of entry would, would make that really, really mm -hmm. feasible. I think that's an important point. 
don't think of it as I'm going to do this and tomorrow I'm going to start making money. Think no. of it as I'm going to commit to this and I'm going to consistently put some time into it. Yep. And it's going to start making money. Yep. And that consistency is going to to really start to pay off. Yep, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And, and you don't have to be an influencer to try to get that's okay. right. You don't Extra have to cash. be an influencer. No, no. You don't have to be an influencer. You have to believe in your product. You have to believe no. in your service and, and believe, you know, when you're, when you're either selling something or, or helping somebody with something, you just, you just have to believe in what you're doing. Yeah. You don't have to be this flashy person. Nope. The key yeah. is talk yeah. to people. Yeah, that's right. Three words. Yeah. Talk to people. I tell people yeah. all the time, well, how are you so successful? I talk to people. That's all I do is I talk to people about anything. I don't, I don't, he actually has a running joke with me a lot. We'll be at a venue or doing something. He's all, who are you going to go talk real estate with now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I see Blake over there. Uh, he's slanging. He's slanging loans right now. Most of the time I'm not, though. Most of the time I'm just having engaging conversations yeah. and getting to know people, asking the right questions, and um, knowing how to just talk to people is like step one, yeah. um, especially any side hustle. Cause it doesn't matter if you're drop shipping, you still have to know how to talk to Alibaba to buy the stuff to go drop ship or whatever websites you're getting this yep. stuff from. You yep. still have to know how to operate that and do that. So um, basic fundamentals and those little things that yeah. go a yeah. long way. Yep. Absolutely. And if you're in elementary school and listening to this and your mom makes you a cake, Sell every piece for yep. about twenty five cents. Yes, yes. I think more like more like two bucks. These days. Yeah. <laughs> two, bucks. Yeah, yeah. two bucks. We're a little older. We're a little older. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Think about two bucks. That's true. The box. Start high on the pricing. If they negotiate you down, that's okay. But start high on the pricing. Yes, you can't go up. You can't right. negotiate up. <laughs> wow, that was a great episode. If you enjoyed this and want more, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you won't miss out on future topics. Follow us on all your favorite social platforms for bonus content and behind-the-scenes fun. Thanks for joining us on this journey towards financial empowerment. Until next time, stay tuned, stay sappy, and see you next time on IDIQ Labs.